0: Welcome to another episode of Strength for Today with your host here, Eric Dykstra. And today we get to dive into a couple of my favorite prayers by the Apostle Paul. And they're in Ephesians 1 and Ephesians chapter 3. So let me begin by asking you this. Have you ever felt encouraged or empowered in a moment, maybe where you felt weak or that you didn't have the strength to move on or push forward into something? I just think back to a lot of the athletic experiences that I had in those moments where I felt like I didn't have enough or I didn't have the fuel left in the tank to push through for a victory. And we all know what that feels like on days where you just don't feel like you got what it takes, but then someone comes along and gives you a sense of encouragement or lifts you up or uh, gives you a smile. Maybe a coach comes in and talks to you and just gives you the confidence that you need, whether it's, um, to, to do well in the next at bat, um, make, you know, a game-winning free throw, whatever it is in whatever sport. There's many moments in life where we feel weak, but the power of being encouraged and built up gives you the confidence to move forward and progress. And also the ability to learn from our mistakes and to recover so that the next time we're in a situation like that it's not going to defeat us it's not going to overwhelm us but we're going to be able to uh, walk through it or compete whatever the language might be uh, at a higher level and one that where we're going to succeed and we're not going to be defeated in that and so in terms of our christian walk and what we talked about on monday That's really what grace does in our lives. Grace lifts us up and comes in in those moments where we feel weak and we don't have anything left to give. Because a lot of times in life, God's miracles and God's breakthrough and victories often comes at our weakest moments where we seem like we hit rock bottom and we are out of ideas out of our own strength and we've got to turn to him and allow him to be our source of strength in those moments and that is that's uh, an incredible picture of how God works in our hearts and in our lives when he gives us the strength to carry on he's like one of those coaches who just believes in you no matter what you've done, no matter how many times you maybe messed up, he's always got his arms open, willing, and ready to embrace you, and all we need to do is just come before him and receive that grace with open arms and just receive. So maybe take a minute and just receive God's love and grace, whether that seems hard, far out. Are distant. Um, the more we practice receiving it and feeling it and being aware of it, the more it's going to change us, the more it's going to transform us and make us more into his image. That's what grace is. And I believe I've given this definition before, but it's Christ's uh, empowering presence living within us, leading our hearts, leading our thinking, leading our seeing and speaking as only he can do, and allowing us, empowering us to become something that we're not. In Corinthians, Paul said, your grace is sufficient for me. And he said multiple times that I don't boast in my own strength, But in my weakness, because in my weakness, his strength is made perfect. And I just feel like that's something that someone needs to hear today. That his grace is enough, that his grace is sufficient for you. And what I really felt was in my heart to release today was just the words of Paul. And you look at where these prayers came from in his life, where you see him praying for the church, like he does here at Ephesians 1 and 3 for the church at Ephesus, but it goes beyond the people that were in Ephesus at the time, because I've often prayed these and declared these same scriptures over my life, and anybody I work with, I begin to pray these and, you know, in insert names of those that are dear to my heart, because in order to say these kind of prayers for other, God has to cultivate a sense of love, of deep affection, In our heart for the people in the places that we're praying for. That's what Paul had in his heart. He was full of love, full of truth, and full of grace, and I believe with everything in me that every ounce of Paul really wanted those that he wrote to, those that he ministered to, those that he spoke with and prayed for to experience these exact things that he's talking about in They're powerful, and I always say dangerous prayers, because if you get a hold of them, uh, these prayers, and you get a hold of the message and the truth of what these things are saying, and if we catch them in our spirit, we become very dangerous to the enemy. And I often say it's like going into a competition where You know, the the enemy tries to intimidate you, but then your team has to rise up together and stand in their identity, stand in the foundations of the fundamentals that they've learned. And they can't be intimidated by the enemy. And that takes standing in who they know they are. It's the same thing in our walk with Christ. We've got to know who we are and we've got to be full of his grace. And as we're full of his grace, he cultivates his heart in us so that we can pray these kind of prayers for the people God's called us to serve. So let's dive into Ephesians chapter one, and I'm going to start at verse 15, and I just kind of want to work through these. He said, because of this, since I first heard about your strong faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your tender love towards all his devoted ones, My heart is always full and overflowing with thanks to God for you as I constantly remember you in my prayers. So, Paul's heart is full of gratitude because of the love he's seen the people live out in the church of Ephesus that he worked with and that he helped build the foundations of. And he says, My heart is always full and overflowing with thanks to God as I constantly remember you. So, This is important for us to do with other people, to think about and be thankful for those that God's brought into our life. And as we're full of gratitude for them, God begins to release uh, a deeper sense of his love towards us and his grace towards us. And we get to experience it now at a deeper level. Not that he gives out more of it, but we just become more aware and we are fully submerged in it, is what I always like to say. And then he prays this, he says, I pray that the father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and of the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. That's the part where I often say is a powerful and dangerous prayer, because Paul knew that if the people he was praying for fully caught this, And that they were full of wisdom, full of God's revelation through an intimate personal relationship, game changers being sent out all over the world. And it's nothing that Paul could have imparted. It's nothing that he could have taught them in terms of information and giving them, but it was praying for them to have their own walk, their own relationship with Christ, because Paul experienced it at such a deep level, and he knew the power of his revelation came from direct experiences and direct encounters of his relationship with Christ. And that's what he began to pray for all those people he had worked with, spoken to, and had yet to meet. He said, may you fill them with the spirit of wisdom and revelation, wisdom, being able to live it out, apply it, to walk with the Lord daily, of revelation, greater understanding as you read the word, it begins to make more sense and get more clarity, and you're able to discern and divide the word of God rightly. And then he says, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of hope the, of the hope of his calling is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. And I love that language that are, that, that the God of light would illuminate the eyes of our imagination, flooding us with light. I pray that for you today. I pray that for all those that I work with being flooded with light, full of revelation, uh, And then he says, the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. And he ends this by saying, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. It's been my heart and one of the deep cries of my heart, even as I've launched this out, that people listening would begin to capture a glimpse of the love and the grace of God that would strengthen them and give them power. And I love how the Passion captures this phrase, so that you would continually experience that it's progressive. It's not just a one and done, but it's a continuous process. Each moment of every day experiencing the power in the resurrection life of Christ himself. It says, the greatness of God's power made available to you through faith, and then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. I love that language and that imagery of your life being an advertisement. God's goodness and his power and his strength being made known through your weakness, um, through your gifts, through your passions, through your identity. The Lord loves to to work through you and express himself through you as that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. Guys, we have access to this power and this wisdom that God has made available through everything that Jesus is, and now he abides in you, and as you abide in him, it's like a 100% of you getting partnered with a 100% of who he is. If that doesn't sound like a divine advantage and an unfair advantage in this world, then I don't know what does, but to me, that is great news, and I hope it's great news to you as well. Flip to Ephesians chapter 3 now in verse 14, and Paul prays a similar prayer, and he says, so I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on earth, and I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. That's the banner that I've often wanted over my life, is that my life would be so full of his strength and power. His glory because I've seen him. I've tasted him. He's walked with me in some extremely difficult times. And I've seen some incredible things in my life but I know that's not the end. I know that there's more and I'm always going to push on. And that was the cry in Paul's life in Philippians 3 as well, that I haven't obtained everything yet, but I move forward. Guys, keep moving forward. And I want to pray that over you again. He says, I pray that he, the Lord himself, would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory Father, I'm catching that in my spirit. Would you unlock the unlimited riches of your glory in our hearts in this moment? May we feel them. May we taste them. May we see them, smell them, hear them. The riches of your glory unlocked in the favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Father, and the spirit, I pray for this superabundant grace to be unlocked that would release supernatural strength, flooding our innermost being and our spirit with divine might and explosive power. Release it over our hearts, our lives, our thinking today. And then he says, then by constantly using your faith, guys, we got to call up this strength daily through our faith, believing that in our weakness, his strength is going to be perfected. So in those moments of weakness, you can call upon his strength and faith. And it says the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Oh man, this is ministering in my spirit as I'm releasing it over you today. And I hope you're catching it in your spirit. Lord, do this work in our hearts. Unveil our hearts to your unlimited riches, Lord. And I pray for our faith to rise up in this moment, to be as bold as a lion, as it says in scriptures with our faith, to approach the throne of God with confidence, in boldness. And it says, if we do, that the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. Lord, I'm praying and I'm seeing into the hearts of each person listening or watching today, the fullness of Christ being released within them, being unlocked deep inside to encounter you in a powerful and real way. And it says the resting place of his love, guys, your heart is the resting place of his love today. And that it will become the very source and root of your life. And Paul says, then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions, how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love, how enduring and inclusive it is, endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Ooh, man. I just want to keep reading that over us in our hearts that it would manifest. Imagine being empowered in discovering as every holy one, every child of God that is granted this experience of the magnitude of God's astonishing love being released in your heart in all its dimensions. And he says how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love and how enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends all understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. back to that image of being out on Lake Michigan, being surrounded by that lake of water, just being in a place in Christ of intimate relationship, loving God, letting God love me, and just see yourself in Christ today being surrounded, and you can't see anything beyond the water of grace around you. The depths as you go down underneath the grace brings you deeper into his heart, deeper into his love. God, unlock that love in each one of us that we may experience it, that it may expand in our heart, in our thinking, and set us free from the hindrances in everything that blocks us from receiving the fullness of who you are, God. May we, as we move forward into the days ahead, get a greater understanding and experience of your love. I pray that you would just go and sit in the love of God, experience his grace, as I believe he's pouring it out in abundance today for those who really love him and will go after him with everything that we have. And if we do, I just see the Lord being so generous and so kind in releasing his love and it's going to empower you. It's going to strengthen you. It's going to be the source of your life that is going to overcome everything. There's nothing that can withstand the power of his love and his grace. And it's not just something that he gives, but it's who he is. It's who Jesus is for you, full of grace full of truth, full of mercy, and he welcomes you at his feet today, and he honors you, and he'll serve you. Going back to Mark 10, 45, I didn't come, he says, to serve, but to to be served. I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve, and he demonstrated that when he got down on his knees, and he washed his disciples' feet. I just get an image of Jesus doing that for each of us, right now and take some time, maybe in the hours ahead to think, what is it like to have Jesus washing your feet and serving you and honoring you? Because that's who he is. And that's who he wants to be in this hour. And as he is that for you, your heart begins to change and be transformed, just like the caterpillar moving into a cocoon and coming out, being strengthened to fly and to be a new creation. That's what is love and grace empowers you to become. You may not see it right now, just like I didn't see in this moment of being in the kayak on Lake Michigan and all that it would do in terms of my healing and restoration. And so on Friday, I'm going to unlock a little bit more of that for you and just show you how God has connected some of these experiences in my life and how I've seen God work in the healing process, in the transformation process that gives us a newfound strength in our identity. So join me next Friday, but for today, I say God bless and God strength to you.